You're listening to This Life Explains It All. With the creators of Vera, your guide for navigating a conscious life. We're Stefania Romeo and Catherine Griffiths. This Life Explains It All was created out of belief that our life experience is our greatest teacher. And as soul sisters and intuitives, we've spent the past decade completely obsessed with better understanding our minds and our bodies, all while running a mile a minute with busy careers as leaders in the tech startup world. On this podcast, we are bringing you the insights and lessons that have changed our lives with the thought leaders, healers, and dreamers behind them. We're discussing wellness practices, healing methods, and experiences that get us to think differently about life and live empowered. Whether you want to uplevel your health, your career, your relationship, or are going through changes to your life path, this information can help you get there and let you know that we're right here with you. We believe life isn't meant to be lived linear, and no matter where you are right now, you're right on time. Hey guys, welcome to This Life Explains It All, Vera's podcast. You're here with me, Kat, and Stefania will be joining me shortly. So before we get into the episode, we have our personal astrologer, Cassandra Joan Butler here to give you the look ahead for the month of September based on your astrological sign. We love these and she's always so on point. As you're listening, remember that you can use your sun sign, which is the one that we're most familiar with, or you can use your rising sign, which is based on your time of birth, or you can use both, which is what we do. So with that, let's hand it over to Cassandra for your look ahead for the month of September. Enjoy. Hello, friends. I'm Cassandra Joan Butler, your star reporter with the news, the astrology news for September. Mars, the planet of war force, and action will be retrograde in its home sign of Aries from 9-9 until 11-15. Now, retrograde is a time for reflection, redoing, and reconsideration. During this time, be conscious of rethinking what makes you angry. The energy inspires us to go within and heal our inner distress before finger-pointing everyone else. Now, to get a little bit more personal, for Aries, as September begins, your focus is on self-improvement. You may be inspired to strengthen your exercise routine and improve your diet. The new moon of September 17th is the best time to kick off your new health practices. For Taurus, have fun as September unfolds. The enjoyments sector of your chart is being activated, so take advantage of late summer. A creative project gets a boost around the new moon of September 17th. Use the Mars retrograde to ignite a deeper spiritual practice. For Gemini, early September highlights the time of year for you to nurture home and family. The new moon of the 17th offers a fresh domestic perspective. Use the Mars retrograde to reboot your social life. For Cancers, as September unfolds, the pace of your life picks up. Your attention turns towards marketing, communication, and short trips. The new moon of the 17th motivates you to communicate your truth. And for our Leo friends, as September unfolds, you'll be motivated to get your financial house in order. You'll be examining ways to improve your income by examining ways to leverage 
creative skills. The new moon of the 17th illuminates ways to enhance your abundance. Happy birthday to Virgos. As the sun lights up your energy, you enjoy a sense of competence, charisma, and confidence. Initiate a new you around the new moon of September 17th. Meanwhile, the Mars retrograde assists you in getting your financial house in order. For Libras, you crave retreat, relaxation, and reflection as September unfolds. Your internal muse signals an ideal time for you to explore your spiritual yearnings. Feed the soul so that your physical health improves. For Scorpio, as September begins, you are motivated to seek fun and friendship. This is an excellent time of the year to socialize meet and mingle with associates for both business and pleasure. Your co-ruler, Mars, is reminding you to renew health practices. For Sagittarius, September triggers you to focus upon career, outer responsibilities, and leadership skills. Expect to be tested, especially around the full moon of September 2nd. Try to balance the conflicting demands of home and work. For Capricorn, September is your expansion time of the year. Now, with Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn, all in Capricorn, all stationing direct in your sign, you are ready to learn and travel. But before you do, take a cue from the Mars retrograde and take care of family business first. For Aquarius, September is your time to explore the many aspects of intimate connections, shared power, joint resources, and sexuality. The full moon of September 2nd offers more information about this aspect of life as your spiritual practices also become more of a priority. For Pisces, happy relationship time of the year. September is your time to form the right relationship. The full moon of September 2nd might stir up some conflict, so be prepared to use your compassion and diplomacy. The Mars retrograde reminds you to manage money carefully. For Vera, I'm Cassandra Joan Butler. Have a blessed September. Oh, I love Cassandra's readings. Cassandra is great. I I mean, we both work with her one-on-one as well. And she has really helped me understand astrology, my natal chart so, so deeply. And I feel like astrology is something that we both value so much and our charts have been so resonant for us and we incorporate that. That's a big modality for us. Yeah, even my relationships, one-on-one, working with her one-on-one, she helped me understand my partner more. Yeah. And even though he wasn't on the call and I keep saying things that she said and he's like, what are you doing? But it just made me understand so much more. It was so on point. So it's like, it helps you understand yourself better, but then also any relationships that you're in. Yeah. And I feel like as we're exploring modalities, you tend to find the ones or the one that really resonates for you and and take that. And that's what I always say, like take what really resonates and leave what doesn't. And so this is something that has been so, so resonant for us. While astrology is a modality that we've totally integrated into our lives and really, really love, we're also always exploring what else is out there and exploring what are the other modalities that we're maybe not using or not knowing so much about. And recently I have been hearing about, or even just hearing the term 
the Akashic records a lot. And I had no idea what they were. Were you familiar with the Akashic records before this episode? No, not at all. I've heard about, similar to you, I've heard about them before, but I haven't explored them at all or really heard many people talking about it. So this is the first time after this episode that I've actually understood it and and learned more about it. Yeah, it's interesting because I actually kept hearing the term in different places over and over again. And so I kind of took that as, okay, why don't you learn about what this is? It could be helpful. It could be resonant. And so that was the little kind of spark that led to the conversation that we're having on the podcast today. Our intention is that you will take this in through the lens of exploration and curiosity as we have, as we're learning about what else is out there, what might also be a value or use for us as we learn about other healing modalities in this space. So today we're talking to Lindsay Mann. I originally was introduced to Lindsay through someone that I know through a professional community called Canopy that you guys may have seen me do some events and things with that she is also connected to. And so that's how we first learned of Lindsay and her work. So Lindsay is an Akashic Records reader, like I said. She's also a certified Reiki master, which is where her journey to working with the Akashic Records began. She's trained in a number of healing modalities, primarily through the Maha Rose Center in New York. And Lindsay's approach is rooted in deep listening and visualization, which you'll hear more about in the episode. Her goal is to provide peace of mind and empowerment to everyone that she works with. Lindsay shares how her personal healing journey led her into this work. After years of experienced abuse, she says, from others and of her own unconscious doing. She says that her commitment to her practices revealed a connection to higher guidance, to her natural gifts as an energy worker, which guided her toward healing others. Yeah. And in this episode, we're exploring what actually are the Akashic Records? How does it work? Where do they come from? The lessons Lindsay believes we are meant to learn through coming into an awareness of the records. We talk about the role of past lives in our experiences too. And then- you, Kat, get a mini reading of your records, which it felt like shed some light onto a challenge that you can experience in your life today. Would you say that that was right? Yeah, definitely. It was pretty on point Yeah, to some of the things that I just absolutely can't tolerate today. Yeah. And then like we said, Lindsay shares from her personal story, perspective, and more. So let's get into the episode. So Lindsay, we are so excited to have you on the podcast. Thank you for joining us. This discussion comes on the heels of you and I doing an Akashic Records reading last week and some cool stuff came through, even some cool recommendations on what to focus on today. Before that session that you and I had, I was not familiar with the Akashic Records. I didn't know what that was. And I wonder if we can start out by you explaining or sharing with us What are the Akashic Records? Mm -hmm. Thank you. Yes. Uh, The Akashic Records are the vibrational archives of every soul's journey throughout all its incarnations. It's also described as the electromagnetic imprint of everything that's ever happened. 
Now that sounds like really, really big and maybe a, a little intimidating, but the Akashic records have been, it's ancient wisdom that's been accessed for eons through many, many, many cultures. So I came across the Akashic records. And this seems to be a very common path, honestly, that I'm starting to realize um, through being a Reiki practitioner and then a Reiki master, this is channeling, right? So as a Reiki practitioner, a Reiki master, you are a clear channel for healing. You become a channel for healing. And so my vibration, my energy starts to refine and starts to clear and starts to operate at a high vibration. And the information coming from the Akashic records is coming from source. It's coming from light source. And so that is an extremely clean and clear high vibration. So I'm starting to notice that currently a lot of people who find the path to Reiki are also finding the path to the Akashic records because they're becoming this energetic match, this clean, clear channel to receive the highest perspective, um, high vibration of information and energy. And why would somebody want to understand their Akashic records? So if you are feeling very blocked or you have these like lingering questions, I mean, you can literally ask the Akashic records about anything, like the smallest little questions or big existential questions. You know, I found the Akashic records, I believe, because throughout my life, I was trying to understand things always on a deeper level. And so I would be always thinking to myself and researching and asking why, 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 why is this like this? Why does this person do this like this? And so in being very observant and introspective, I believe that I came to the Akashic Records because it was like, let's stop putting yourself in those situations to understand why. And let's, you know, have access to this profound source to channel the information and get the information without necessarily having to physically put yourself in situations where you are learning it that way. So that's, I mean, that's, that's my personal experience of finding the records, but you know, you could even be having this like long-term lingering pain in your body and you've been to doctors and, you know, so many, you've done physical therapy, you've done so many things. You're like, what is this pain? Sometimes you have an Akashic Records reading, it's a physical trauma or an experience that you experienced in a past life that has rolled over into this life. And so you get this snapshot through the Akashic Records of where it came from. And when you can get to the source and the root of an issue, you can start to work through it and release it so that it's gone. Yeah. So that's, that's an example. It's kind of like you hit a certain point where you're just looking for answers and perhaps you find your way to the Akashic Records. I want to get into that piece on the soul incarnations and how we can learn about our potential past lives. First, I want to ask just more specifically around how did the Akashic Records come to be? It feels like um, for us, you know, we're into this world of, you know, unconventional wellness, spirituality, but it feels like the Akashic Records hasn't been in the forefront as much as some of the other stuff. And I'm wondering if you have a take on why and also really how did this come to be? Where did it come from? So the Akashic Records have been here since the beginning of time. So it's the Akasha, and I, I would actually like to share what I got from the records in response to this 
because I found it really fascinating. But it's, you know, Akasha, ether, the ethereal realm, which is refined, clean, clear, present, and unbiased. And so it's like the Akashic records, it existed at the beginning of time. And so it's it's the story, the book, the books of everything that's ever happened has been recorded. And so when we say things like the electromagnetic imprint of everything that's ever happened and everything is energy, and we think about atoms and atoms, they can't be destroyed. They're transformed. They just turn into different things. It's transforming transformation. And so all of the energies that have ever existed in existence are still here in different forms. Yeah. And so when you're accessing the records, it's almost like this collection of what you're opening the records on and you start getting the information. You start, I mean, for me, it's seeing, feeling, um, experiencing emotional, you know, there's, you know, different ways that we channel the information, but by being open to receive with no judgment and no fear, you know, a lot of times it's like this me- a meditative state I'm sitting here and I'm open to receive whatever's coming through. But then if I have intentions with my words, the vibrations of my voice to ask for something specific to come through, I can ask questions about anything and receive answers. Got it. Well, do you know when we started calling it the Akashic Records and like when it came through as like a modality? Do you know what I mean? So Linda Howe is my teacher's teacher and she's done like so much, she's connected with the records and she's done so much research through the records. And she came up with what's called the pathway prayer process, which is the opening prayer and the closing prayer that you use when you are opening the records on a particular subject or person and then closing the records. And um, my teacher, Christina Cross, is one of her students. Mm -hmm. So I learned from like a very kind of casual, playful place and as a tool to assist me in my personal healing journey. Yeah. How did you know that you had this channeling gift? Was there a moment or was it more driven by the personal experience that you mentioned? What was that experience like for you? I noticed, and you know, as I mentioned that how sometimes I've noticed Reiki practitioners finding their way to the Akashic Records. I noticed that when I was giving Reiki sessions, I was getting messages for the people I was working on. And it was, I didn't know like, where was this coming from? And so it would either be, I'd be working on them and there would either be words of messages or I would see something. And then I would tell them at the end of the session, what I experienced during their session. And then I noticed that when I started to learn the Akashic records, when I was attuned by my teacher, Christina Cross, to learn um, the Akashic records, that's when that became clear that that's what I was doing during my Reiki sessions, but with, without the official attunement of accessing the records and without the practice of flexing that, that muscle to basically get the visual downloads that I receive now much more easily now that I've been, you know, working in the Akashic records for a while. And what kind of messages just out of curiosity would come through when you were doing Reiki for people? It would be, you know, a phrase of like, you know, someone who was like super high anxiety and see them like laying in a lounge chair and their body physically melting. And so that visual was telling me to tell them to just practice using the word melt and practice, you know, relaxing in that way of like imagining your body melting 
and relaxing and like becoming heavy and almost like liquid while you're laying down. Like that's just, that's like one example. Other ones would be, you know, animals would come through and they would be, you know, certain spirit animals. And then I would say it to them and they would say during the Reiki session, they saw the same thing. You know, sometimes you kind of, you link up like that. But yeah, those, I mean, those were during Reiki sessions. There was always like maybe like one to three messages I would get at all. And then other than that, during Reiki, I was receiving information on a different level, not from the Akashic records. Wow. Let's get into the past lives thing again. I find it so fascinating. And I think once you come into this awareness or even a curiosity that this may be the case, that certain things in our lives that we experience today have nothing to do with the life we've lived since we were born and our ancestral or, you know, our coming through so we can clear something that happened in a past life, it all becomes very fascinating. And I'm wondering if you could talk about that a little bit more in terms of what comes through, how you've seen it in action. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times, like we're working through the same evolution, like lifetime after lifetime, like we're learning lessons in different ways. I guess, you know, I could say just from, you know, the personal experience of like some of my past lives, my more recent past lives have actually been very, they've been pretty violent and dark. And so when I saw my soul's evolution, And then jumping into this life, and now it's not the ancestors of my current life, not my my parents, my grandparents, my it's not those ancestors. It's it's from past life ancestors, and then that process of what that does to the human spirit, and so the psychological emotional damage that then was carried into other lives where I was put in dangerous situations with dangerous people and I was murdered and there was all this violence and all this very dark things. And so in this life, when I was digging into like the psychological aspects of that in this life, my soul chose this life to jump into a more comfortable, privileged life to enjoy it. So in this, my soul's evolution It's working through all that trauma, all that fear of people, all that fear of being hurt, all the violence, all the abuse, all the having everything taken away from you. And then in this life seeing, oh, no, no, you have that. You have that. Like we brought you into, your soul jumped into this lineage, this new life, this new family, this new way so that you could experience life better. You can enjoy it because we're supposed to enjoy life. We're supposed to celebrate life. We're here to experience and create. And you go through hardships, like your soul goes through all these, you know, evolutions and you carry those traumas with you. But, you know, if you get to the root of what that is and you can release it, you're done with that story. So we're constantly working through all of these stories, all these triggers and traumas. And the whole point of it is to like unpack and remove those blocks so that we can get to enjoying living these lives fully and fully experiencing these lives. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's so interesting. And also sometimes can feel like a little bit stressful because it's like, okay, so if this is part of your belief system, then it aligns with the belief that like, okay, if I don't clear this certain 
thing that I'm facing, the certain challenge I'm facing in my life right now, it's just going to keep showing up. (laughs) And so it's like, you have to face it at some point or it will never clear. So I don't know, I guess that could be something like the way you allow others to treat you or, you know, if you're really unhappy with something in your life, but you want to just stay comfortable. So you're not going to like go take that risk and like fulfill, you know, what makes you happy, whatever that might be. It's like, it's going to keep showing up for you in probably bigger and bigger ways until you clear it. Mm -hmm. So I think that it just kind of makes it also like, there's no running from it. Like, even if you go through your whole life and you live with that, you're going to continue to experience it in your soul's journey. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'd like to add to that, that when you are experiencing that, you can ask the records how can I do this? How can I work through this in a way that I'm comfortable with step-by-step with peace and ease? You can ask the records for guidance and support on how to work through this lesson that just keeps coming up because it doesn't have to be hard. And they don't want, like the whole spiritual realm doesn't want this to be hard. The reason it's hard is because we're not seeing something or we're not seeing another way or we're not Mm -hmm. seeing what the block is so that we can move through it. And so you can literally ask, okay, this is my challenge. Like open the Akash records on yourself. And this is the thing I keep coming across. Why is it happening? How can I move through it? And you can ask step by step, how can I move through this? So how can I be done with this once and for all? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Because I think even sometimes you may not be able to remember something that happened in your own childhood in this life that would cause you to have certain conflicts within yourself. So it makes sense that it may not even be something that happened in this lifetime and it could have happened in a past life. Do you have any examples of clients that you've worked with who have had that realization or just a really transformative experience with understanding their past lives? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I have a close friend who's had some pretty severe stomach issues throughout her whole life and things were getting worse and worse. And, you know, she was thinking it was just all these things from growing up and not taking good care of her body. And when we opened the records on what that was from, it was like a deep, deep, abrupt fear. But for example, when we've been animals in past lives, when she was a deer, And she was struck by, it was some sort of automobile something. She was struck and the automobile hit her side. She didn't die like right away from the impact, but okay, she's a, she's a deer, right? But it rocked her internal organs in her stomach and she had internal bleeding and she died slowly as a deer. And so that traumatic impact from that past life still carries over this, this fear in her gut and it's, it's causing certain issues in her stomach. And so, you know, you go into that and then you can see that something may have rolled over that we carry these fears. A lot of times we carry fears from the traumas of how we've died. I mean, I can't tell you how many people, how many clients I've worked with who have been in the military, who have been soldiers and they've died because, you know, an, an arrow got them in the heart, you know? So it's like, there are just so many things you can unpack it, you know, forever. And I do want to say, like, we're saying very dark things. We're talking about violence and and trauma and dying. But I want to say that the way that the information actually comes through from the Akashic Records is often very funny. Mm -hmm. So it's not going to come in this like fearful way. It comes in these hysterical, like funny, light, uplifting ways, delivering the message that you're ready to hear, just so you know that this is what it is. And like, 
you can release it now. Like a lot of times when I'm seeing these things, they're in the form of an animation, a cartoon, you know, it's like, it's very light, it's very light, but it needs to be light because we're talking about some heavy things. And so, you know, the Akashic Records are meant to elevate and alleviate the person being read. Mm-hmm. So it's to shed light on something, but also to say like, you know, these things happen, you know, they do happen and they're awful and we don't have to carry them with us. Would you be open or willing to open the Akashic Records and maybe we ask you a couple questions or that one? Yes, absolutely. I think it's best to open the records when in doubt, open the records and see what the records have to say. <laughs> are you? Do you open the records on like everything all day long? <laughs> you could. I mean, when you first are attuned and you first learn, you do, you want to open the records on everything. I mean, I, I don't go nuts. Like you would never leave home, you know? I mean, yeah. you can, you can yeah. open the records on national parks, on mountains, on planet earth, on industries, on governments, on like literally any topic. So yes, I mean, it is, you know, you just kind of pace yourself. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I feel like if I got into it, I'd be opening it all the time. (laughs) (laughs) It happens. So we'll be opening Catherine's records and asking questions. Sure. So your full legal name will be in the opening prayer. So just to confirm, what is your full legal name? Catherine Griffiths. Okay. With my middle name too, or just my first name? No, ideally. We want the, generally want the full, full vibration of your name. Okay. So it's Catherine Rose Griffiths. Beautiful. Okay. So this is the opening prayer. Some of it I say out loud and some of it I say internally to myself. And then when I say the records are now open, you can start sharing any backstory and then you can ask the question. And generally the questions are best phrased as how, why, and what questions but I'll work with you on that in reframing the questions however we need to. Hey guys, we hope you're enjoying this exploratory conversation as much as we are. Traditionally, there is a little prayer that is said before opening the Akashic Records. The records are now open. So you can feel free to share any backstory and then you share the question and I can help you rephrase the question however needs to be. So I could just ask anything that, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow. Well, I guess I'll, I'll start with the question around Ireland. Ireland is a place that I've always been very drawn to, or even just that part of the world like in the UK. Is there anything coming up around that place or ties to that place? What is Catherine's connection to Ireland? They're showing me a house. <laughs> I mean, they're showing me they're showing me a cottage. Actually, it's very specific. They're showing me a white cottage, and you've got like a little chimney in the back. You have this like very like cozy, sweet, humble cottage. Um, I'm seeing a woman. She's a little robust, and she's she's like making tea. So yeah, they're showing basically. Homeward bound. Oh, that's interesting. Homeward bound. So you spent a lot of time in your home. So the feeling I'm getting around this is the connection with it. So because I'm getting homeward bound and inward, inward home, you you spent a lot of time at home and you're living in this beautiful place. And perhaps at the time... I'm getting like exploratory, like you didn't, you didn't really like fully explore the land. 
but you live there, you were from there, but you stayed kind of tiny and, you know, close to home. And it, I'm saying, I'm getting the word traditional. Like this was kind of like their tradition at the time is like, you know, the women would take care of the home and stay home, you know. Interesting. So I feel like in this life that I'm in now, it's the opposite. Like I'm, I've been wanting to get away from home, explore the whole world, not even just my land. So it maybe comes that's, from that. yeah, just the fact that I wasn't able to explore. So I have a question for you just because of what's going on in the world right now. It's I'm getting confined. So they're like, how are you doing in confinement? What's it stirring up for you? Is it some of this? Like you got to go? <laughs> Not really, actually. I've been okay, but I'm also living right across the street from a beach. And so I'm not confined in my home. I'm still going out and it hasn't been as bad in Australia. But I think if I were just confined inside and I couldn't go outdoors, that, that this would be a really big challenge for me. But it just hasn't been as bad in Australia. That's good. As it sounds like it has been in the US. Yeah. Yeah. Because they're, they're just keep giving me the word confinement, confinement. Like it's yeah. an issue. confinement is an issue. Yeah. And I think I feel it more so in the, if I feel confined by a person for my whole life, I've been, I don't like that at all. Like anyone trying to control me in any way or in relationships, I don't like not feeling free and feeling like I can do whatever I want and be my own person. So maybe that's what that means more so than the home being inside Mm -hmm. the home. They're showing me as if a person, like you had a partner and they were like hugging you too tight or like they were like squeezing you too tight. And then you were just like, oh, like suffocating kind of like feeling like super squished. And then they just showed me a visual of a snake, you know, wrapping around its prey like a mouse. And so it's like that, that kind of suffocating confinement being squeezed too tight is like really... Yeah. That kind of claustrophobic. Yeah. I don't like anything like that. Like needy, (laughs) really partners. I can't, I can't do it. (laughs) Thank you. That was great. That was great. I think we just, I just have another, one more question for you. And then there are closing question that I sent to you. But before we get to that closing question, what do you think from this work that you've been doing and everyone you've worked with, we are meant to learn or take away from having access to this information? It's really, it's trying to set us all free. I mean, it's trying to set us all free so we can fully live our lives. That's, that's what I believe. And it's like, we put so many restrictions on ourselves or, you know, outwardly, like we're conditioned to restrict ourselves and to endure. And we're taught like, you know, to experience pain and suffering. And it's like, no, (laughs) we're here to expand, to learn, to grow, to experience, to be creative, to tap into our creativity and our own personal like self-expression and just explore and express and be ourselves in our entirety. And so much of, you know, how we live, it just shrinks us down and makes us small and stall. (laughs) It like holds us back. So I really feel like there's so much about like setting ourselves free to be exactly who we are as we are so that we can continue to live our lives and enjoy them as best we can in whatever capacity we have in this lifetime. 
Well, there's one question that we ask all of our guests, and that is, what life experience have you had that has been your greatest teacher? Yes. (laughs) So I think, I mean, I would say just like in like continuing from the early part of the conversation where I talked about my past lives and all of those kind of darker, more violent experiences in my soul's journey. I think in this life, I had to experience abuse to a degree that I would find this, Mm. this path, this work so that I could stop a cycle so that I could stop this from continuing beyond this life. And so, you know, coming from so many past lives of experiencing hardship in all these different ways, like my soul is very strong and has a very high tolerance for things that are very, you know, hard to understand, but it comes from all of those experiences. And so in this life, in this capacity, I had to reach a rock bottom of that experience to be like, hey, you don't have to do this. <laughs> you don't you don't have to be that strong and you don't have to live like this and life isn't this. Mm-hmm. And it was, you know, I had created a cycle of abuse in a past life. Mm-hmm. And I had started a cycle that affected others and so in this life I had to reach an experience that would make me break, that would make me seek out healing, that would set me on the path to find Reiki and my Vedic meditation practice and the Akashic records so that I could stop doing that to my soul, find out why I was doing that to my soul, what is all this about, and then to assist other people in stopping these stories and these cycles from continuing these lower vibrational experiences that we can get stuck in. So I would say, you know, as kind of depressing as that subject is, really like if I abuse. Like if I didn't, if I didn't experience that, then I would not be, I would not have these gifts. I would also not be able to, I'm not, I wouldn't be the empath that I am. I wouldn't be the psychic that I am. And the Akashic Records is not psychic. It's totally different, but I wouldn't be able to read situations as deeply as I can. Mm -hmm. And now I'm extremely discerning of everything that's in front of me. And I have like, you know, eagle eyes, like very sharp eyes to see things, to scan things so that I can make better choices for myself, but also I can help other people. I can help guide other people. So, you know, we get a lot of gifts from our hardships Mm -hmm. and that's the point that we need to get to is what were the benefits? I love that question. When you've been through hard times, asking about your traumas and saying, instead of harping on the story, what were the benefits that I gained from this experience? And when you get that, it's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really accelerates that growth. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I love that. I love that question. What are the benefits? There's always going to be something. Mm-hmm. Always. Well, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for having this was me. Great. It's so nice to talk with you. Yes. Me too. <laughs> thank you. That was really interesting. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review or share it with a friend and hit subscribe so you never miss a show.